this bulletin, a prominent indigenous elder issues a call to arms for supporters of the voice amid negative polls. The federal government's digital literacy initiative said to be life-changing for First Nations people closing the gap in the digital divide. And a new government proposal will ensure casual workers working regular hours will be offered a permanent role. Indigenous elder Daniel Pearson has issued a call to arms for supporters of The Voice, saying more work needs to be done as the referendum's success continues to be cast into doubt. Support for constitutionally enshrining an Indigenous advisory body has been tracking downwards according to numerous polls. Mr. Pearson has told Sky News, yes, supporters have to work for success in the vote because a no response would be devastating for reconciliation and leave Australia in the darkness. He says this referendum is an opportunity to finally make progress. No is the default position in Australia. We've been no for 250 years. Mm. In 1788, 26 January, no. The switch was on no. 1901, when we formed the Federation, the switch was on no. Every time we've come to this issue, we've been on the default setting of no. We finally have a chance with this referendum to flick the switch to yes. The federal government says its new initiative to improve digital literacy in Indigenous communities could be life-changing for First Nations people. The National Indigenous Australians Agency has led development of the plan alongside Indigenous organisations and businesses, industry and Commonwealth and state government agencies. Its unveiling follows an Australian Digital Inclusion Index finding that there is a significant digital gap between Indigenous and non-Indigenous Australians. Communications Minister Michelle Rowland says digital inclusion has historically been overlooked as an area that needs attention. The gap between those who are digitally included and those who are excluded continues to be more pronounced for First Nations communities and that is exacerbated by remoteness. The gap overall is 7.5. We need to close that gap. The way we are going to do that is by having a strategy like this that has measurable plans and that is capable of being achieved. A radon monitor has been installed at Morujuga in far northern western Australia to track the impact of man-made emissions on the region's world-famous 50,000-year-old rock art. There are now fears human intervention and pollution is accelerating natural weathering at the location, which is recognised as a unique ecological and archaeological area by the WA government and was also nominated as the next Australian UNESCO World Heritage Site last February. Acting CEO of the Morijuga Aboriginal Corporation, Travis McNaught, says they have formed the Morijuga Rock Art Monitoring Program to deliver a scientifically rigorous approach to monitoring, analysing and managing the art. Workplace Relations Minister Tony Park says a new proposal from the government will ensure casual workers working regular hours will be able to transition into a permanent role if they want to. 
The government is moving ahead with further employment reform that will force employers to offer approximately 850,000 casual workers a permanent job. Workers do not have to take up the offer and can remain casual employee to continue receiving casual loading instead of entitlements such as sick pay and holiday leave. Work Relations Minister Tony Burke says it will be moving towards a more political definition of casual work. It'll create a right where those casuals who are getting permanent hours can go to the employer and can say, these hours are permanent, I would like to be able to convert. And secondly, we will go to a proper definition of casual to what it was before the coalition government legislated a couple of years ago. And that's a definition that was a practical definition that looked at whether or not you were in fact working in a cash, as a casual or whether in fact you were working permanent hours. A surprise new poll shows the popularity of the West Australian Labor government has plummeted. The Arting Research poll of 1,000 voters shows a resurgence of support for the Liberal Party, which now has a 54% to 46% two-party preferred lead over Labor. The last poll conducted in May after leader Mark McGowan stepped down had Labor ahead at 61% to 39%. After the 2021 state election, in the Liberal and National parties banded together to form opposition with the Liberals as the, the Liberals as the junior partner. The Liberals now hold two parliamentary seats in the Legislative Assembly, while the Nationals hold four. A new report shows more households are in severe housing stress than at any other time in Australia's history, while the need for social housing is at a record high. The report by National Housing Campaign, Everybody's Home, used data from a survey of 750 Australians to estimate that two-thirds of Australians are currently experiencing housing stress. The campaign finds the increase in housing stress, defined as spending more than 30% of one's income on housing, is pushing Australians to their financial limits. Renters appear to be hit hardest with more than four in five experiencing rental stress. Everybody's home spokesperson, May May Azize, says the financial burden of housing could mean that people are missing out on other essentials. What that means when people are spending so much of their incomes on rent is that they've got absolutely nothing left to pay the bills, they might not have anything left to put food on the table, they might be skipping medical appointments, they've got nothing left for emergencies and they can't uh, save for the future. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky says the latest Russian attack on the port city of Odessa used 19 types of missiles to cause maximum destruction. Ukraine's leader says the attack yesterday killed at least one person and injured 20 others, including four children. Almost 50 buildings were damaged, including 25 architectural monuments, the Greek consulate and a famed cathedral. Mr. Zelensky says one of the locations damaged is a UNESCO protected heritage site. In total, almost 50 buildings were damaged in Odessa last night alone, 25 of which were architectural monuments. The historic center, a World Heritage Site that UNESCO has taken under its protection. The building of the Greek consulate was also damaged, and this is the second consular office in Odessa to be hit by Russian terror. Only three days ago, another attack damaged the building of the Chinese consulate. 
Russia has bombarded Odessa and other Ukrainian food export facilities nearly daily over the past week, wreaking havoc on residential areas and destroying tens of thousands of kilograms of exportable grain. New Zealand Justice Minister Kiritapu Allen has resigned her portfolio after being charged with careless driving and refusing to accompany a police officer after a drunken car crash. The incident is prompting the 39-year-old Labour MP to reconsider her political career, coming after a spell of publicly documented poor mental health. On Sunday night, Ms. Allen was held into police custody for around two hours after reportedly crashing into a parked car in Wellington. Prime Minister Chris Hipkins says he feels sympathy for her poor mental health but believed Ms. Allen was no longer fit to hold office. While her actions are inexcusable, I was given information that she was experiencing extreme emotional distress at the time of the incident. My initial concerns last night were for her immediate safety and well-being. I spoke to Kitty the first thing this morning, just before 7am. I advised her that I did not believe that she was in a fit state to hold a ministerial warrant. She expressed remorse and had already uh, sent me a message just before that, advised, um, indicating that she intended to resign. And to sport in cricket, Australia retains the Ashes after the fourth test was drawn this morning with no play possible on day five due to rain, leaving England trailing 2-1 in the series with one match to play. Wet weather broke the hearts of England who needed to take five more wickets to level the series at 2-2 and ensure the final test next week was a decider. The result meant England cannot win the series and therefore Australia as holders would retain the ashes. Australia captain Pat Cummins says it's a strange feeling to retain after a non-ideal performance but the team is determined to win the ashes outright with a victory next week. Yeah, it's a bit of a strange one. I think, you know, as a group, proud that we've retained the Ashes, but it's, you know, off the back of not our greatest week. Um, so we know we've got a fair bit of work to do for next week, a few improvements to make. And, yeah, in some regards, whatever happened today wouldn't really change how we look at next week. You know, we want to win it, so we make sure that, you know, we, we um, yeah, win it outright. And having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, sunny 26, Perth, sunny 21, Adelaide, cloudy 15, Melbourne, also cloudy and 15, Hobart, partly cloudy 16, Albury, Wodonga, sunny 13, Canberra, sunny as well, 15 degrees, Wollongong, a shower or two, 18, Sydney, showers easing, 18, Newcastle, showers, 19, Brisbane, shower or two, 21, Townsville, sunny 22, Cairns, partly cloudy 25, Alice Springs, mostly sunny 16, Darwin, sunny 28, and the Torres Strait Islands, cloudy day and a top of 27 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. 